It's nine o'clock on a Saturday. The regular crowd shuffles in. There's an old man sitting next to me, making love to his tonic and gin. He says, son, can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes, but it's sad and it's sweet, and I knew it complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. That Come was on, amazing. Tony. Come on, wow. man. Total we, surprise. We, we have all these ringers coming in. Everybody's like, "Are you? You were serious? You were serious about this?" And <laughs> then look was at really you. Good. That was great, man. We could have been in a bar right now. We should have been recording this. In I don't a know bar. why, but I feel I, like drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the wine fridge is in that room. So, Tony, uh, where are we? Where are we? Tell us well, where we. We're at Upper Door. Upper door, uh, the head office. Head office. In Milton. The one and only office. The one and only office. And we're going to talk a lot about... Garage doors. Garage doors. We've, we haven't done a podcast about garage doors. And a whole bunch of stuff I don't know. No. You're, you know a lot of stuff that you're going <laughs> to teach us. Uh, we're looking forward to it. So today we're going to talk about garage doors. I'm excited about this. Carlito? I'm totally excited because in real estate, real estate agents say that the most important thing on the outside of a house is a garage door. Yeah. They don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> so before we dive into the whole garage door world, we've got a little segment. Oh, that would be history. Oh, hang on a second. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping the gun here. Manny. No, no, no. Hang on. To find Tony and to find everybody that works here, I guess, in social media and stuff like that. So on Instagram, it's upwarddoor underscore Inc. www.upwarddoor.com. And then to find you specifically, you're the head of honcho here. You want people reaching out to you? Of course. Wow. Look at that. I like that. Average Joe. T. Anderson at UpperDoor.com. Right. 1-0. 1-0 door. Oh, that's right. Only 1-0. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should change it too. I didn't name it. I just bought it. Got it. <laughs> 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 All right. So now, Carl. Wait, wait a second, Manny. Are you ready now? Because yes, you told me, yes, go yes, ahead. Yes, then yes, you took yes. it away from me. And I'm now sorry. you're. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So it's history with Manny. I want to ask Tony. Mm-hmm. Carlito, too. Um, <laughs> when was the garage door invented? Does and this by, include a barn? And by whom? Really? <laughs> Does it include a barn? <laughs> well, I don't know about the barn. I don't know, right? When was the garage door invented? So you probably never heard of C.G. Johnson, but he's the inventor of the garage door. Patty Johnson's son. Is that who it is? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, though. <laughs> so he's the one that created the first overhead garage door. And take a guess on what year. This is going back. This is going 1400s. back. 1400s. <laughs> 1886. 1921. 1921 is when you started first seeing garage doors, overhead garage doors, right? Overhead Ah, garage doors. See, that's the difference. And then he took advantage of another development, which he created too, the first electric garage door. And that was happening in, take a guess when that happened. How many years later? One year later. 1921. 1922. No. When was it invented? 26? 21. Oh, 21. So when did he invent the electric garage door? 26. Bang on. Wow. 26. I'm never playing poker with you. There you go. You got it right. (laughs) So that was history with Manny. Actually, that was pretty interesting (laughs) to find out that it was invented so late in history. You think that's late? Yeah, I just would assume that it would have been earlier on, like 
Right after the first or during the first world war and right before the depression. Well, cars were invented way before that, so I just would assume that. I guess it was just barn swing doors, so. Or carports. Yeah, carports probably. and then yeah. coach houses. It would have been like that. And then they started attaching the garage, right? We're getting ahead of ourselves. we got to talk a lot about. So now back to you, Tony. Where do we want to begin? Well, let's I talk about you a little bit. Sure. You got a history in construction. Not a good one. Mm, that, depends, <laughs> that depends on who's on the other end. Were you in Mexico that year? <laughs> Were you? I, I might have been. <laughs> I might have been. Somebody was my cellmate that looks familiar. <laughs> Senor Manny. <laughs> as soon as I saw Nevis, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Out of the two of us, I think it's going to be Carlito. <laughs> okay, so now we're in Mexico, and you come up with the idea for garage doors. No. no, no How does no. it work? I would say it was 2000 and, uh, 2014. So very recent. Very recent. I worked in another part of the construction industry, and then uh, with, uh, with a business partner, we, we got out and switched segments from drywall to garage doors. And you knew nothing about garage doors? Nothing. Still don't. And how was the market <laughs> then compared to how it is now? Um, the company's grown a lot, so it's tough to say because, you know, I was in a completely different part of the business. And so, um, you know, at that point, you're four or five years after the recession. So 2008. It's I true. Think you're, you're really just, yeah, we were all climbing out of that recession there. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, for... A couple of years climbing out of the recession in the wallboard industry, I was focused on wallboard and then went into the garage door industry and knew nothing about it other than at the time I owned a house that didn't have one. A garage door? Didn't have a garage door. Didn't have a garage. So that's what I knew about the garage door business. Hmm. How old is this house? Uh, it's down in Leaside, you know, okay. uh, young yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, baby Eglinton Okay, so an oldie. oldie. An oldie Toronto. Oldie, 1920s yeah. ish. Yeah. They're beautiful homes. You got to maintain them, hmm. but they're beautiful homes. Yeah. Yeah. And so you just jump into garage doors? Jumped in it. And how is it? How has it been in the last six years? Up and down. Really? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Thanks. I know. It's just pure <laughs> jokes today. <laughs> Up and down. <laughs> quietly, right? Yeah, of course, quietly, without any effort. It's been, you know, it's been, um, been a lot of learning for me. Uh, coming from, I mean, wallboard to garage doors is completely completely different you know what i gotta say i think you actually have an advantage over the competition out there because they have probably been doing the same mousetrap since day one you come in fresh perspective new eyes it's it's interesting from a business perspective because from the wallburn industry you talk to contractors who do drywall and if they've been doing drywall or wallboard or ceilings a long time they know that part of the business and so everything to them is unique to their industry. So I come over to the garage door industry and it's the same story. Everything that affects me is unique to me. The garage door industry is like every other. And the, they had a saying around here until I started zapping people with a taser that <laughs> every garage door is a snowflake. They're all unique. That's nice. Yeah, but it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> right? You didn't believe it? I didn't believe you it. You didn't drink the Kool-Aid. But I didn't drink the Kool-Aid. So, <laughs> you know, for for me, it was interesting because I, you know, I, I bought a company that was still using the handwritten POs. Really? Yeah. 
How old so, is okay? How, how old is this company? This Engine? company's been in now forty-seven years. Wow. Oh wow. Okay, so there's history here. There's history here. So we have a product called uh, an aluminum door called AL nine seven six, and th- it was invented in nineteen seventy-six. This product, this company's been around a long time. Well, some things just go into habit, and I guess that's why the paper trail was so strong still in, when you got here, right? Well, this office that you see around you, this this was rows upon rows of boxes of files there this were administrative th- section of no, the business this, this right here really yeah there was one desk out there in the corner and then everything else was files and boxes of files and po's and from every order a, a over crazy, the history crazy and so you had to put that into computers and put all those customers in there yeah so we're in our second i mean they had computers but for instance they had an erp system and the only thing they used it for was to take an order no production planning, no inventory control, nothing. No financial planning. Everything was done outside the system. We just finished launching our second. I've So I've been on my own in this industry now for about three years. So we're on our second iteration of a new ERP system. We just launched it a couple weeks ago. And how is it running? Well, it has a challenge. It's just running. I mean, it's doing what we want it to do. But like any other system, as you guys probably are aware, it's human dependent for data entry and making sure that you know your bombs are right costs are right materials inputted correctly and all that kind of stuff so you flush through that but you build in safeguards to point you to the number you should be able to get to that number whatever number you're looking for should be able to get it to to it from two or three different ways and so if you can't get it from three different ways you know something's wrong somewhere so you go fix it but it's a lot of work but okay we're also at the factory we're at the factory so how warehouse? Big, we're at the no, no. We manufacture. Okay, right here. Yeah, so you guys make it here. Sixty-eight thousand square feet. This facility. Wow. So how many doors are you pumping out a day? Can't tell you that. That's trade. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us off mic? No. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody tells us stuff off. I don't mic. know in either situation. So <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> we produce. We we produce an eight by seven garage door. We can produce one in. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. Three minutes. Wow. What the? Seriously? Yeah. Insulated. Three minutes. Three minutes. Glass? Yeah. No. If you want glass, that's that's a little bit extra. Is it? Is it? It's not running right now. No. Man, I want to see those three minutes. It's a continuous continuous line. Doesn't matter what color, or you're doing certain colors at a certain time, or we do certain colors, certain stamps, certain sizes, certain. At certain three times. minutes to produce an eight by seven garage door. Door face, yeah. The door face, yeah. But the other things happen simultaneously in other parts of the business, right? Like the hardware, the track, and all that stuff. So how big is the garage door industry? And hang on a sec. I actually want to talk about, we have a lot of American followers, too. So mm-hmm. should we be saying garage? I love garages. <laughs> I'm Maybe. Just, I'm just, they may not understand. I love my yeah. barn and my garage. <laughs> yeah. We just lost every American listener now. Yeah, I'm having fun. <laughs> We're having fun. Garage, whatever. Tomato, tomato. How many door styles do you have? On the resi side? Yeah. We have 15, 16 colors, and we have 11 different stamps. What's the most popular one? Don't tell me Colonial. <coughs> no, not. Well, no, so, these so every, days, no way. Everybody's got a different name, but th- I would say by far the most popular color is black. Yeah. And it's 10 years sure. ago, nobody wanted black because nobody would warrant it. Right. That's it. So now you guys are perfected it. Everybody's perfecting black. Is it the metal that perfected it? Or is it the PVC? What is it now? Well, there's, it's not PVC, so it's pre-painted metal. But, I mean, 
you know, no different than anything else. Not every garage door is the same. Uh, I think a lot of folks that were using cert materials when black got hot, it popped. So separated from the, the core and the, face. the core, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Then you get the bubbles, and right. you're like, "Oh, what's going on here?" Right. Back so I door. guess corrug- corrugation helped with that. What? what uh, it's not corrugated. In fact, the the most popular for us, I would say, is the smooth finish black panel. Wow. Everyone's going smooth now because I think still has an embossment, so it's still and and not all embossments are the same. But uh, I would say smooth finish black panel is the most popular. Can you tell us how you're actually making that embossment, or is that trade? No, it's not trade. But we have a we have a particular embosser that we paid and we designed, and so we have a certain style and pattern on ours. Everybody does it the same, except if you're someone who's been in the garage door business and you were big into residential, which we were not when I bought the company. I would say we did 80% commercial and 20% residential. They only ran the resi line one and a half days a week. In fact, they never had a full-time crew running the resi line. Now who's larger, resi or commercial? It's about 50-50. Now you've actually changed wow. it to a 50-50 over six years. Yeah, over two. Over two years? Yeah. That's not bad. That's impressive, no? And you say you don't know That's anything. That's not bad. That's pretty good, no? We got lots to do. Still yeah. more? Yeah. People will hear of us soon. Huh. Gonna wake some people up. Yeah, I like to hear that, man. Little small company in Milton, you know, like uh, we're in the GTA, we're in yeah. the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, here. Small, small sixty-eight thousand square foot warehouse facility. Facility. Huh. Small. No. <laughs> no. Um, what's your favorite style, and do you change your doors frequently enough to enjoy different styles to kind of? At my house. Yeah. No, I can't afford that. since we're talking about price what's an what's a basic start to a garage door and there's too many variables right how high can it go to too many variables i mean so we only have steel polyurethane insulated so i don't make i don't know if this is the right terminology or not but i'll make like builder quality you know what i mean you go you go track builder track builder you go to you mean the ones that kind of sound like you're opening up a can of yeah, soup or something it looks like they're from ikea and it's yeah. not real glass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, we don't make those you don't make that they should not be allowed in the building code but that's a whole different they story are, that, that's a different podcast but uh anyway um we make uh polyurethane insulated we don't make low r value everything 16 plus r value um on our inch and three quarter product so we don't make the low fighter range you got one set standard, one set quality. We have a high quality, high quality product. Is it too much competition out there, or just way too many crappy doors out there? Is that the reason why? Well, there's a lot of crappy doors, and I'm not interested in blowing my brains out to make 20 bucks on the door. And I, quite frankly, I don't know why installers are interested in blowing their brains out to make it 30, no 40 sense. bucks on a door. Well, I mean, there's the question: How long should a garage door last? You buy a home, you put a new garage door it in. Should be it? a lifetime. Yeah, and then lifetime under any warranty is defined, right? But what are you talking? 15, 20, 25 years? Oh, for sure. I mean, you're gonna you've got you're gonna probably have replaced the spring. Yeah, that's a given. That's easy. But the door face it should last. Should last forever, oh, unless for your sure. kids are playing hockey out front. That's a different right. story. Or basketball. Sure, but a garage door should easily last you 10, 15, 20 years. Easy. What will change before the garage door will fail is most likely the style and color. It depends on the dramatic choice of style. So right. if you get some extreme ones, but I mean, you also have very contemporary looking homes that dictate what style they're going to go with. Sure. And that house is always going to look that style. It's the tr- it's the transitional homes that if you've got something that's traditional looking and you try to slap a more contemporary door on it, 
that's going to get changed a lot sooner. Right. But you remember one time the pattern was that we called ours. So, you know, when I bought the company, most a lot of the styles were already named. So they were named for a lot of streets around Milton. The, the family. Oh, is that, that how yeah. it works? So Sheridan is one of our styles. Trafalgar is another. Um, <laughs> Carlito. Uh, right? Carlito. We don't have the Carlito yet, but. That must be a very tall door. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And unreliable. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's a low blow. <laughs> and we have a craft. So then we launched a three section. Well, I'm calling it a three section door, but a 28 and 32 inch high section. So on a standard eight by seven home, you can get three sections, not four. And on eight foot high garage door you can get three sections not four and so we launched that a year and a half ago that's called the craft series and we have three patterns in there and i named that all those after my three favorite craft beers so i had craft craft series of garage doors so we have muskoka denison and granville <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting you say that because most of my friends spend a lot of time drinking in the garage yeah. So that's pretty brilliant. Drinking and something else. Is that, yeah. is that is that how you came up with that? That's the 11 p.m. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sun is setting. It's funny to yeah, say, right. but it's 11 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> what makes your door a good door? Well, you know, I like to tell people that uh, what makes our door a good door is there's actual steel in it. Instead of like... Wood. Wood. People are still using wooden doors. One of my main competitors, who I won't name, but one no, of the no, large no. competitors out there, they still use wood in the ends. And a lot of my competitors, we have a... So if you look at what I'm going to call the width of the door, but on the line you would call it the length of the panel. Okay. So let's just say on an 8 by 7 garage door, we would call that the 8-foot direction, 8 feet wide. A lot of people, a lot of my competitors will place a vertical strip where the hinge goes or a plate. Okay. You screw the hinge in the back. We use a continual reinforcing strip, so top and bottom of the panel. So it strengthens the panel. It strengthens the door. And we use 26-gauge steel front and back, so we have a we have a heavy door. And so that is the one knock about a product is it's heavy. And I always tell people it's heavy because there's actual steel in it. We don't substitute product. We don't use thinner-gauge material, and we don't use things that really shouldn't be in there. I like that. You guys are selling across America as well, too? We sell through parts of the U.S. We sell through some parts of South America. We sell across Canada. And we did sell a little bit into Europe. But in Europe, they wanted a, well, they want that pinch-proof edge yeah. design. Yeah. And so we still have the equipment back there. I can still make a pinch-proof door, but it wasn't worth it. So because Just uh, for one market. Just for one market. Canada doesn't want it. U.S. doesn't it want it. It did not catch on in North America. Really? And why is no. that? I mean. The amount of times that you were actually in that scenario. Yeah, I mean, so. You can't protect everybody from everything, right? And so you used to call a, a finger, you know, finger catch if you would stick your fingers in there and they get caught or worry that, you know, somebody might catch something in the door and, and go up and down. But now there's so many there's so many safety features with the openers, with all kinds of stuff to stop the door from moving, stop the door from closing all the way that, you know, the, the whole system is pretty safe. The pinch proof design is way more difficult to install. And a lot of the manufacturers just never got behind it to push it. Like putting, you know, do you have a catch-proof man door, front entryway door? Of course not. You can still get your finger cut in. You still, you get, still your get finger cut in your car Same door. with a window. Sure. So you can pinch it all kinds of stuff. Right. Car door. Yeah. So it just never caught on. Does it, 
make the actual frame or the assembly of the door, the pinch proof, does it actually make it weaker, stronger because you're doing that, or is it just a different process? I don't know if there's any specific information to make if it makes it weaker or stronger, but I know it's uh, you know it's just not popular. So for us, uh, Europe still has it. For us to we basically shut our plant down that line down for a week or so to make you know an every three month order it just wasn't worth it you guys don't get it. i know that most of your doors came from the commercial side so you guys started getting into a lot of panels and glass and all that kind of stuff which is really cool where you start seeing it in a lot of commercial restaurants and other locations the aluminum and the, the aluminum series right? right so is there is the resi catching on to that are they liking that or no i i'd say yes in some modern style that we talked about you know a little bit earlier maybe it was off mic or not i'm not sure but some modern homes use a black they'll have a black aluminum uh, style black aluminum style so what do you guys powder coat it no powder coat it powder coat really yeah powder coat it get it direct from factory painted it looks slick yeah and then you could choose a glass and right yeah is it just one kind of sandblasting or is it just you can choose different uh, opacities oh you mean frosted frosted yeah oh for the glass yeah oh sure get whatever you want Really? Yeah. You can go 10%, 20%, whatever full? Sure, whatever kind of glass, like whatever glass manufacturers, cable, and some of them look really slick where you get the reflective glass. Yeah. That looks that looks slick. I love looking at myself. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so You just met him and he's already caught on. <laughs> <laughs> Says something a lot about um, him. <laughs> what are the typical things people are still buying and how and what is changing that you're seeing that the, the younger people are buying now for their homes? Well, so one thing I, and maybe it's just me, but I, as again, you know, I'm not from the industry, but one thing I have noticed, let's just take style out of it for a second. Whether it's a builder or a homeowner, they will, you know, if you think about how much you pay for your front entryway door. A lot. And how big that is. Compared to? Compared to the same material steel and polyurethane insulation on your garage door and how much bigger it is. I'll go even further. How much money people spend on the front facade cladding and how they'll choose a specific wood, cedar, or now they're going porcelain slabs right. or they'll go granite. And it's based on square footage, but then right. they, they overlook. What's the square footage of a garage door, typical? Well, 56 square feet. For Eight single. Seven. For single, yeah. Okay. So 112 square feet in most cases, right? You know, it's just funny. I just realized that I don't know if you don't. I do Manny Mondays on my social media. Have you seen any of them? Yeah. Last week or this week's was about garage doors. It, no, sorry. Last week's was about, was about garage doors. How I had a gripe against certain neighborhoods and certain areas painting garage doors pinks and purples right. and lime green and all. And some people were biting me back saying, listen. If you're not paying the mortgage, if it's not your house, then you can do whatever you want. And I'm like, yes and no kind of thing. If you're the neighbor to that house and you've got this really loud pink garage door that matches the pink shutters on the second floor, that's kind of, you know, ruining the neighborhood, in my opinion. And then pe most people agreed with me. I don't know how you felt about it, Carlito. You got me in a different... I like graffiti, so... <laughs> Down, I live downtown Toronto also. I'm right by you. I'm at Batherson well, Bloor. That's why you uh, like graffiti. And I do a lot of like alley walking. Sure. So I'll I'll creep around the back alleys. Right. That's where you can at find night. me. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah. find me in the back alley. Are you there. surprised, Tony? I'm, no. I'm usually like, hey, psst, come here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I love graffiti. So I love that 
all the do all, all the garages are actually painted by right. artists. Uh, there's major strips down the alleys, and yeah. like you can see some crazy art. Listen, art is one thing. A pink or purple or lime green door is. I I think it. I I think that if your door, your garage is more private, you're you should be able to do what you want. I don't agree with my my property value going up or down because of your garage door. So. It if will. anything, I'd rather see it go up. So if you're painting it pink, you know, God bless you that you want it pink, but I don't want to look at a pink door when I'm trying to sell my house. So I agree with you. I don't like the super big, you know, trendy colors that people are painting right now. I would rather see something casual and classic and clean, you know, gray. I don't mind going a red, but th that's that's still going too far for me. I like grays. I like blacks myself, flat blacks, high gloss blacks. That's that's me. But graffiti is definitely me. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. What's the color range here? What do you guys have? How many different colors? Thirteen, I think. Thirteen. Yeah. And it goes from black all the way to people still making white doors. Yeah, yeah they're still White's making really white popular. doors. Can we talk about some of the really? colors? Yeah, sure. Uh, from most popular to least. <laughs> <laughs> Most popular, I, I, you know, I still think most popular is either going to be white or black now, and black. So one year, last year, our black uh, went up 68%, which put us in a little bit of trouble because you don't kind of plan for almost, you know, 70% increase. Why did it go up? Just blacks become that much popular. So they're making more black paint, and this is this a fuel thing? Is this just like more consumption of fuel, so then they just want to increase the market? So more people wanted black paint, so they just wanted to increase the market? I don't no, I, I, I don't think so. I just think it's the trend. It's the trend for, you know, window frames. Uh, is there more involved when you're painting a black door? Do you need to we don't. So we buy it. So you we, already have it. So we buy it direct from the steel mill. You know, we would go through, I won't tell you exactly, but we'd go through a couple million pounds of pre-painted steel here a year. And so we buy direct from the mill. We don't get ours offshore. It Thank comes God. In, it comes in pre-painted. <laughs> don't get Carlito on that. China. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, lo I love. <laughs> no, are you talking about China? I don't. I don't Is know this what, some kind yeah. of new language? I that, well, no, we don't want to actually say it, but we want to express it. Oh, you mean like China? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble. I don't know by whom, but we're gonna no, get in but trouble. No, I'm but I'm, I love mom pa stores. I love Canadian built companies. I love seeing that Canadians are building and working and producing Canadian products. Right. Uh, I'm all for that. So I, I love hearing that it's all local and it's. But do you support it? Yeah, because I, totally I hear that it. a lot. No, no, no. I totally yes, we do. Right. We yeah. actually, but you know what I'm saying, right? You, oh. It's it is the right thing to say. Of course, buy local, shop local, and then go into the store and see that one's fifty cents cheaper. I, I don't no, know if you we know, don't do that. We no. don't say the right thing here. We say the real thing here. Right. Perfect. There's, there's two different things. <laughs> yeah. The right. But you know thing, what I'm talking about. Yeah. The, we're not right. diplomatic. We're really bad at diplomatic. But I mean, basically, this is a mom and pop shop. Yeah. This isn't some massive corporation. No. You, like the way the business has been set up and the way you took it over and then and the way that you're pushing it in the direction you're headed right you're still keeping the core value of it you're looking at the shareholder that's it that's it how do we buy in i don't know make me an offer <laughs> <laughs> well it, i'm a newbie i take salt cod and screech <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, this is going to be a two-day podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess you must find it 
an honor to know that, you know, real estate agents and people that are assessing houses are saying that the garage door is the most important part of the facade. Yeah, for sure. So I didn't know they said the most important, but I did know it was top. It factors into the three. curb appeal. Yeah, yeah, top three for sure of resale value and the and return on investment for your home. I did know that, but it's a, I mean it's a big deal and and it's you know it's not it's not a it's not a regulated trade as you know you can slap on a tool belt and call yourself a garage door guy which kind of bothers me. Wow. Yeah, that, that kind of scares me. The springs scare me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dangerous components to well, it's, doing it's garages. It's definitely not a DIY, or I don't want anybody no. thinking that. There's a lot of teeth on garages out there from people trying to wind their own spring. Yeah, you can get killed. You can break your neck from that and thing, too. You can too. bust your jaw. Yeah, yeah. so that's, that's a stay away, hire a professional, someone that yeah. knows how to do but it. But if you think about it, what other part of your house, or in most cases, commercial buildings, let's just let's exclude an elevator for a second, but what other, what other part of a residential for sure or commercial building is that big and moves that often. There isn't another part. Right. That's the biggest part of any. And ma- it's an unregulated. It's very. Unregulated it's, a, it's a very good point. Trade. And it should be. I, Do you remember the guillotine garage doors? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe they wanted to regulate I don't. it. Then. Why don't you tell me about that? What are you talking about? You don't. What? You're my age. I don't understand how you not guillotine. The what? one that flipped right out and you had that. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. Right, right. And you have to have that big clearance. Don't pull in too tight. Yeah, yeah don't exactly. Pull in. That's right. That door, right? Okay, and yeah. That, you figured they would have regulated it back then because those things were basically guillotines. Yeah. Those would chop you in half, right? Yeah. But that was a funny door. We never had them. I actually have a friend with one still. I'm surprised. It's downtown. <laughs> I, yeah, there's probably tons downtown. There are. They have no clearance. You ever call him up and say, hey, man, how's your garage door Actually, done? he's talking about <laughs> getting a garage door, so I'm hoping that this podcast uh, will you know, influence him to do the right things or buy the, the right garage door for his needs. That's what I want to get into a little bit more with you. Another thing that's really important is when I go to my friend's places, 70% of my time is spent in the garage, and that garage door is going up, down, up, down constantly. Why, they won't let you in the house? No, I just it's a it's it's the doghouse, right? So you know sometimes we we separate. Do they and bring dinner out to you? Or? <laughs> Barbecues right out front, or it comes right out of the garage. Uh, but I, I find that a lot of my friends are always hanging out in the garage. Like sure, I'll I'll swing by one of my places, my buddy's places. They got their hot rods out there. They got their Harleys out there, or they're just sitting around listening to music. A lot of guys are you know drinking in the, in the garage. So the garage door is like major focal point. I mean, with that much use, this must be a huge industry, no? So I don't. So the funny thing is, like, so I came from an industry where all manufacturers would report their volume uh, confidentially to a to a central body, and then you would, f- you know, you would figure out how much was in the industry and how much your share was, and you do a little reverse engineering and kind of figure out where you stood. I don't know what that number is for the garage door industry in North America. You know, one of the things I don't really worry about too much is the majority of that industry would be your track builder that you referenced earlier. And that's the uninsulated market. That's not my market. So a good chunk of the North American industry, I don't even want to play in. Like the, well, that's especially a market, in the U.S., right? Yeah, with, that, with the legalities and the liability in the U.S., I don't even want to, I don't want to touch Well, that's that. a cowboy industry. I mean, that's a market that people can't really afford the way it's supposed to be done. So they'll get this thing that will eventually fall apart over a decade or two or sooner and then they got to change the door they got to change the windows they got to change everything what's interesting you know if you look at most housing most home designs 
as you, and you know, kind of ties, well, not kind of, does tie into how big a part the garage door pays, plays in your resale value or house value. You drive up to the driveway. You, I mean, you just don't want to see one side of your house looking like crap. Yeah. Like, who wants to see that? No. The challenge is because it's outside, not in the house, nobody cares about the garage door until the second it doesn't work. I was just about to say that. Which is so true. You don't think about it. You don't care. Are you for crazy? It. What? It's one of the best. It's one of the best times. It, it, in the when you come back from work, you press your button, garage door opens, and you know once that door opens, you're going in to relax from a hard day of work. You know, I'm looking at it a different way from than you guys. You guys are just off to the next thing, I guess. We got to do a little segment, Carlito. <laughs> That would be <laughs> building talk with many. Well, we actually call it building code talk. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, so that, like you said earlier, there is nothing in the building code regarding garage doors. Nothing at all, except for, I guess, you factor in the steel beam that's over. That's, that's the only thing that's factored in. So I, I, I went a different route here for the, the, the building code talk. So we're talking water distribution systems. Excellent. Excellent, eh? Yeah. You want to learn? I know more about that. You want to learn something <laughs> about that? So basically, distribution systems, uh, we're talking about uh, connections to drinking water and water main described in part seven, uh, section seven. I want to, so that's typically for storm sewage used for water closets, urinals, subsurface irrigation, or priming of traps. But rainwater is part of the building code. Rainwater that is free of solids and treated to conform to Article 7.7.4.1 is permitted to be used as a water supply for, do you guys want to guess what parts of the house, what parts of the... Flowering. No, everything. Everything. Clothes washers, laundry trays, mop sinks, bedpan yeah. washers, water closet, urinals, hose bibs, subsurface irrigation, and priming traps. Isn't it interesting that rainwater collected can be used for the same thing that you actually connect to... The water main. Yeah, I have a sister in my cottage. I thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, it is fantastic. Yeah, it is definitely. And that um, was? A building code talk <laughs> with Manny. It's funny you say that. Wait a second. We're talking oh. to Tony. Hey. All right. Upward door with only one O. One Up o. or down. Upward door. <laughs> On Instagram. Give them a follow. Reach out to them. Ask them at upward door underscore Inc. Triple W upward door dot com. And you can... Call the head honcho himself, man. The Mexican boy himself. The mm -hmm. Newfie here. You can call him up. T. Anderson. Mexican uh, Newfie. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost double the trouble. <laughs> <laughs> T. Anderson at UpperDoor.com. <laughs> we, we're going to lose everybody what in Mexico. Mix. I love it. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to you, Tony. What, yeah. what else do we want to talk about when it comes Whoa, to... Well, what's so you had a question. Okay, so much. I, I don't know what you want to talk about. I've, I've been letting you blab, and I've just been kind of interrupting a little bit, but i got a lot lot of questions because i really want someone that's going to listen to this podcast to know what they're going to want to go buy from you next so a lot of the questions i get is you know all the new modern garage doors now are a lot of windows you know you you've been talking about you've said it like at least 10 times so far you will not build a door that's not insulated so right. let's let's talk about our value i think that uh, a garage being used so much to entertain, uh, hang out with the guys or the girls, play some darts, fix your car during the winter. It's important to have an insulated door. Let's start with how much R value is one of your doors? Over 60. 
Over 60. One of your 16. Dirt? Oh, 16. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. About what the say. hell do you think I was putting in that? I was like, wow. <laughs> How thick is that door? Yeah. That's intense. That's our five foot thick model. It, it goes up and you can't fit anything right. but a Lamborghini inside right. there. That's it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, now that, you know, you're talking about R16, that's great. That's pretty impressive. I mean, it's almost up to the same standards as, uh, you know, R24 so for So the thickness is wall. what? Two and, a, two and a half? Inch and three quarter. Inch and three quarter and you're getting R16? Yeah. How are you pulling off getting R16 and inch and three quarter? That's I mean, a trade secret. I'm not telling you that. That's a trade secret. Well, um, <laughs> off the mic later on. I am also interested in, have you opened them up to see them if they if the insulation is still solid as a mass oh, after yeah. a few years? Because oh, I know it was yeah, steel yeah. doors um, we did a couple tests and we cut them open and we found that all the insulation fell to the bottom of the doors on half pound, on half pound spray foam. So is there a particular spray foam you guys are using? Yeah, so we we get our, our chemical and it's two chemicals combined to make the polyurethane. So we get our chemical from BASF. We trust them. They're a very reputable company. We've been CFC free for years long you know, before CFC became kind of mandatory. And we use the same the same level of polyurethane in our resi door as we do in our commercial door. In fact, the same, wow. s- same steel, same hardware. There's stricter standards in commercial. Yeah, so we use the same. In fact, we if if I you know, the lights weren't off, and I could show you the back. There's only one one pump line, so it just goes to two different lines. You were gonna say something to Carlito before he interrupted you about what's more important than that R value. Well, what it, so there's two things. One is so R value is one thing, right? So they test the panel and says so this panel gives you this much insulation. It does nothing to do with how that panel fits together. So the edge detail and how two panels fit together. That factors in. So that's now something that's trying to gain traction as a U factor. So that's the kind of the penetration yep. value of the door. We'll see how far the industry takes that. And then it's what I, the flip side of that, we, you were talking about earlier, somebody's mentioned about, you know, millennials are going to go buy a garage door. What's interesting is they all want the latest and coolest opener that they can yeah, connect to their the iPhone. Tech. Yeah. And then they want to pay 300 bucks for a garage door that has zero value and no insulation on the window. Do they honestly want that, the millennials? Sure. I, I've got a small beef with them. Well, let's educate them and tell them what to really look for and what to really buy. Like well, how to spend their money wisely. That's what we want to do on this podcast. We want right. to teach people how to spend their money in the most efficient way. I mean, it's bulletproof to say it has to be, you know, spray foam filled. So, I mean, you need an R value. Everybody yeah, you'd, you'd be surprised how many doors out there. You know, we mentioned that stuff looks like it was bought from the yeah. uh, do-it-yourself furniture store, yep. right? No yep. names mentioned. And then a lot of the track homes would be a rigid polystyrene. And so that's an R value of R9. Perhaps. At the most, at, at that the thickness. Most. Yeah. yeah. Single pane windows and a crappy opener. So, so how do we get the millennials to actually understand that you can't spend $2,000 on the tech device or the opener or the connection to Alexa or Google or whatever, and then all of a sudden get a $300 door? Well, I think they just have to spend the time to look and look and understand about the energy you know the energy savings and the material savings and the type of material that's being used to make their door i think it's important one of the questions uh i've had many times and it's an argument between contractors and i hear homeowners asking the question all the time so you being the man today hopefully you'll be able to give us the the right information if i have a lot of windows and i'm you know this millennial that wants all this new cool windows 
how much R value am I losing now? Or am I keeping that R value by having those windows? There's no way you're keeping the same amount of R value. So there's no way of a two pane glass or a single pane glass in a garage. Keep, when, keep as a solid panel. No. So, no. so you're saying that the the less windows, the more R value. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm. It's not that I don't agree with that. I want people to hear this. They True. they need to hear it because this True. argument is going on and on all the time. But that's the trade off. So if you want a lot of natural daylight coming into your garage space, right. you're gonna have to trade off the the installation factor of it. But I've also noticed that if you've got a good garage door and it's insulated, your garage is actually a lot. Your car's not frozen in our our cold winters, right? No, it's, it's actually the garage is a, a is a comfy space. Is that something that you might be working on in the future? Is a better pane glass for no? It's not worth going it's, triple well, pane. It's it's not me, right? Okay, so yeah. that would be the glass industry, and we just, I mean, we buy and we source, and we buy all of our stuff local as well for for the glass. But the glass on a garage door is primarily homeowners. I'm thinking they want light in their garage they want light and a lot of them don't really know what they're getting and and one of the one of the things that bugs me a lot is even if they did say i would like option a would they ever know if their contractor installed option a they would have no clue if that was a single pane you're talking about those garage doors with the mullion bars in it like the, the plastic mullion bars or no i'm just saying if they <laughs> if they if they pick if they pick a, if they say yeah i would like a door that's this and this and this would they ever know if they got it well no they uh, wouldn't. Well, let's let's talk a little There's bit. There's lots of ways to hide it. That's well, yeah. That's where the regulation comes in. I, I, so I, I we've been involved with a contractor not far outside the GTA with, with uh, you know with a, a home builder. His incumbent garage door installer had been installing him the wrong stuff, for I think it was somewhere between six and seven years, and when when wow. a contractor got a price from me for the product they said he wanted and he called me back and said you know you're way out of whack i'm like no i'm not okay. i'm just not and so when he went digging he came back and said yeah so i've got all of this builder's work now because my competitor so his contractor competitor in his local market had been saying i'm i'm giving you a but i'm really installing d wow that's a little and if and if if that can happen to a home builder who does that Day in, day you can out. only imagine what's going to happen to a homeowner. Right. They're completely unaware of what's going they on. Know, is that the color? Is that the style? That's all they care about. Is, is that, and it opens when I push the button and it closes when I push the button. So how do they get that information? How do they get what information? Well, that specification, that that technical information, that's really value. I, like Carlito and I, we've always spoken about how the stuff that's behind the drywall surface, inside your wall, the way the house is actually assembled, that's far more important than the kitchen countertop. Right. And, you know, all the beauty stuff that goes into right. the room, into the house, right? And and so how do homeowners get well, the Well, that's what's going to save you the money to buy those well, nice things the Well, that's for the energy efficiency. Run. So, I mean, do you guys navigate it really well on the website, or how well, do you guys get sure. the message for, out there? For any of our stuff um you know we have technical drawings and and so on and so forth but what i don't know is all of those thousands and thousands of interactions that happen between a garage door installer and homeowners every day yes yeah, true and what are they showing them are they are they you know putting stuff on their own literature you know this is a bob's garage door shop and here's what i'm selling you and here's my product and you may or may not know who the manufacturers and a lot in fact a lot of them you go on the website they don't pick and they don't show their manufacturer of choice. Some do, but not all. 
Yeah, because I mean, you got a really interesting point. You got all these garage door op- like installers, and they get to pick and choose. But the thing is that in one hand they can sell a really good quality product, but on the other hand they're installing a fe- inferior product compared but to what they sold. How many times have you talked about that on your podcast? No, well, lots of times that we talk about that shady business about right. it, but it's really easy. I can see it happening in this particular segment of the industry. Sure. It's not like, you know, you say, I want a granite countertop, and you go and you go, well, hey, that's not a granite countertop. That's it's true. Right? It's true. They look at the garage door and go, well, that's the color. It looks like that. It opens when I hit the button. Wow. No, well, it's, I'm not saying, you know, obviously everybody's not like that, but a good, yeah. a good portion of general homeowner population are. And like I said earlier, like, you only really notice your garage door when, when it, it doesn't work. Yeah, when it fails. Let's get some of the myths out of the way then. Uh, we're doing pretty good. Insulated doors are definitely the way to go. We have a high R value of R16. You don't want to do windows. So if you do windows, you're going to lose uh, a high value in your R value. Casters? Um, it doesn't matter. Wheels? Huh? What about your wheels? What about my wheels? What about them? What about them? Tell us about your wheels. What about the wheels? What are they? Do they have spinners? Are they light inside? What's going on here? What about your wheels? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> spinners and light inside. What the hell is that? Wait, you're our age, aren't you? I don't know. I don't know how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> First time listener, never uh, caller. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually leading to this, and yeah. I wanted to kind of break it down. One of the biggest myths is, is it doesn't matter if it's black. It's not going to change how much heat's going to go through because there's a thermal break on the door. So we don't have to worry about having black doors anymore. That's a myth so, that's gone. So if anyone's, I know, but people need to hear this, that that's a myth. So if you paint something black, it, you know, this is, you know, we're in a different year now. We're, we don't Technology. have these. Yeah, technology's come a long way. One thing that is very important to me when it comes to garage doors is the weather stripping on the outside. Mm-hmm. I like to see very large rubber on mm-hmm. there. Can you talk a little bit about what you know buyers should be looking for or what you offer in your doors yeah so we we offer two different styles and sadly because i don't sell the homeowner i sell the contractor or the distributors who then are going to go sell whomever homeowner or another installer and so we buy that from a third party actually another canadian manufacturer where we get majority of our stuff they're factory around the corner here I'll give him a shout. Can I give him a shout? Sure, yeah. of course you can. Who is so, it? Elton. Elton. Okay. And so we buy a lot of our product from them. There is a lot of overseas product and give it a year and you can see looks like a snake going the way here. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've seen that before. You're yeah. walking around the neighborhood and you just pay attention to certain things well, and it's funny you say that, huh? Yeah. Well, you either pay now or you pay later. So, so what what is going on with that waviness, the snake thing? What is it? It's, it's just, just it's just cheap PVC. So the sun, the UV sun is the just UV and it deteriorating. Right. That's it. Right. So what do we need to know about uh, what do homeowners or contractors need to be selling to their homeowners about the weather stripping? Like, what am I leading to? Well, I, so I mean, I think for all of these components, right? I think if if you're a homeowner, you really should ask. Well what are you selling me that component that component that component because you can piecemeal out almost the entire system so you do, you can buy a door face for me uh you can buy your weather strip from a guy down the street you can buy your tracks from another guy down the street you can buy your springs from another guy down the street as a homeowner i think you really need to understand okay mr contract you've come in with a really pretty brochure that's another thing the pictures and the actual product 
don't often look the same. Kind of like Tinder, huh? Kind of like Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on Tinder, yeah. but you know what? I'm going to start going yeah. on there. When did you take that photo? Yeah. 25 years ago. Uh, but no. It was so, on a pager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't often look the same. They just, they just, they just don't. Right. And so there are subtleties that I pick up now. Like Again, when I was in the wall industry, I could never go to a friend's house and not look at their wall. Of course not. Not look of at the ceiling. Not. Look for drywall cracks. <laughs> you know, I was I used to sell acoustical tile. I, I can't tell you how many times I looked at this stuff in here. And now <laughs> there's things within the garage door business where I look and I go, why would someone ever pick that pattern? And, you know, the pattern I'm talking about is that wood grain looking embossment. Yep. It's yep. old. Yeah. It's old and dated. But in the brochure, you don't notice that wood grain pattern. But on a dark color, which is most popular, you really see it. And, and I mean, my, my personal opinion, I don't have that wood grain pattern, so maybe I'm biased. But I mean, yeah, we came up with our design in the last five years, and I didn't go with the wood grain pattern for a reason. Uh, nobody wanted it, but it just looks bad. And it looks dated. It looks dated. And yeah. it almost like a knockdown ceiling or a popcorn ceeling, right? Yeah, which yeah. Who, I don't know Perfect. who's doing that still. You right? know what? It's so brilliant that you right. said that. <laughs> but nobody want nobody but you don't see it in the photo. No. The and photo's the, too photoshopped to look like the photo's really photoshopped and glossy in a certain yep. angle and yep. so on and so on and, and so it's on. It's not your home. Right. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that homeowners really need to look at and say, show me a sample. Where are you getting this? product like what are you exactly putting in here i think those are important questions what else do we really need to know about keeping the door airtight uh mouse proof is there you guys sell anything like do you have like a, a special rubber that prevents any mice from coming in because I, I see you know a lot of older garage doors mm -hmm. that's a that's where they're always coming in from is that something you guys are working on or talking about or no it just depends a lot of it's install right so how well is that garage door closing in the bottom? And maybe their bottom rubber. How tight worn. it seals. How tight it seals. So a couple of things. If it's too tight, you'll see the weather strip hit the window frame and you'll yeah. start to get scuff marks on the door and, and you can hear it if, if you know what you're looking But I guess if you're inside the car, you're not really paying attention to what the garage door opening sounds like. For the mouse, I mean, you, you can buy extra thick rubber for the bottom if you need it. But it's all installation. If it's installed properly and it's framed properly. It seals, it, it closes. Seals, right, and the guy installs it properly at the right at the right angle and the right pitch, you're all good. Can we talk a little bit about the tracks, double tracks, uh, you know? A-track? Yeah, like, yeah, sure. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> that, do to ask you a whole AM now? <laughs> I, I you're 19, our age, I know that. I got a 1974 uh, backhoe. Massey uh, Ferguson. Of course you And do. I got this uh, radio inside it, just like big block buttons. <laughs> yeah, meatloaf. <laughs> Dr. So Hook what was the question? So uh, what what I want to talk about a little bit of uh, the benefits of jack mount motors, uh, when jack mount motors should be used. A lot of times people are talk about they can come up too close to the ceiling and kind of bind. Yeah, so I mean, that's not, we don't make those. Although we do have a patent on an air-operated system for commercial that using car washes and car dealerships. Oh, really? Uh -huh. Why don't you bring it to Resi? Too expensive. No, nobody has uh, nobody has uh, air operation in their home yet. I'm I'm sure there's a be a, a lot of contractors that would be setting no. that up. No, you don't think compressor? So? No. Yes. No. Yes. Resi? No. Yes. Well, I hope so. Every contractor I know is probably setting up their garages for that. I I have I I have a 240 watt air compressor in my garage. So get out of here. Let's hook it up. 
<laughs> I like air tools. <laughs> so well, so that's why it's, you know the door we have is popular for ambulance stations, fire stations, car dealerships, car washes. Because it opens quick. Yeah, it opens quick. Yeah. How quick are we talking? Up to five feet a second. Wow. So two seconds is open. Yeah. So you have a slow start and a slow stop. And then it ramps and it goes there. But it's, that's like every high speed door, right? You've got a slow start, slow stop. These are panel doors that are opening up that Sectional fast? Sectional doors. Yeah. So, wow, eh? Yeah. Here. I have a 16 footer out there that opens. Two seconds. Seconds. Well, I don't have it set to to warp speed. There's okay. really no need. Okay, so so we got to come back. We got to come back when the warehouse is going because I got three minutes to watch a door happen uh-huh. and I got two seconds to watch it open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like prom night. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, wow, well. Wow. <laughs> so I heard. Yeah, I don't want to go there. <laughs> Please don't go there because it's going to involve someone dying from you, okay? Uh, you were asking me about jack shaft. Yes. Right? Jack shaft operators. That's what you're asking about. Yeah. On the resi side. They're becoming jack, more... Well, we call them jack mounts, so you call them jack shaft? Jack shaft, yeah. Okay. Because it direct drives to the shaft. Right. All right. They're becoming more popular. They are becoming... They're expensive, but becoming more they're popular. They're like three times the cost, I guess? Uh... Yeah, for sure too. Yeah, yeah. You like them? I have three of them. You have three of them. Can you explain this a little bit to the the listeners? Like, you know, we're having a conversation, but I find a lot of people say, you know, I kind of got you know left out in that part of that conversation because I didn't understand it. So if you could just kind of like explain that a little bit to the listeners. Well, just it just takes the old you know the standard trolley mount, which would be in the middle of your ceiling, your garage, and and like most things, they're trying to get a monolithic surface. And so you take that out of the picture. You don't have you don't have the operator in the middle, and, it, and jack shafts usually go on the door facing, the inside door facing side, and drive the shaft, turn the shaft directly, so you don't have that long trolley either. Yeah, I love belt. that. It's great. Um, My buddy just put one in, and he's got a like a twelve foot door. Yeah. but there are limitations house. when you get into. Let's go back to the track builders. The garages are generally not wide enough to because you need a what is it a minimum nine inches? You need the clearance on the side. On the side, yeah. right? So most track builder homes right. you have maybe four or five inches on the sides, what? so you can't fit that. Can't. But yeah. even more important about those mounts, how about the power and the gra- Like, how does it work? Gravity and how about the power? Does it have enough power? Oh, for sure, it's got enough power. Yeah, because you see in a lot of commercial applications, you can use a jack shaft. Because a lot of people wonder, you know, does that have enough? Everyone's so used to the traditional way the that they don't mount, believe yeah. that there's enough power in those oh, units. Oh, for sure there is. Yeah, absolutely. Because you and a lot. So a lot of the manuf- manufacturers that make the jack shaft resi operator, you can also use that same operator for light commercial. Really? Yeah, and, and it escapes me how big that door can be up to like. But I think it might be a either ten by ten or twelve by twelve. Is it a exactly better sure. operation by actually putting the mount at the door instead of putting the mount eight feet away from the door, and then you got a hook? For me, like from a garage door perspective, not particularly. The extra wear and tear on the hardware on the spring, not exactly sure. I think the jury's still out. It's relatively new, just like springless door systems. I, I think really the jury's still out. It's still still new technology. Are you saying that on a low... Okay, say, so one one of the big problems in the city of, like, Toronto, everyone has really low garage doors with a low ceiling inside. So they and don't a goofy ha- height. Yeah. yeah, so they don't have yeah. that clearance. So that door wants to, like, really kind of, like, bind and almost hit. With the jack mount, is it designed for low ceilings? And can it have a double track on it? Like, 
does that work? Does that make sense to you? No. Okay, so <laughs> does it have enough power for does a low Does it have enough power? Yes. Yes. But, but I don't know but I don't know what you're referring to. A low to. ceiling, like it, it being like the door having to swing through with the side. Well, that's no. Toronto Homes. You get some limitations. Where no, I know. But not all just the side, but the height. I don't think you're going to have the space in those Toronto Homes for a jack mount up No. You won't have the sides. That's but my the buddy's problem. is very small. Like it's it sits very small. I was right? told nine inches. I mean, we're talking about LiftMaster units, but I was told like nine inches is the bare minimum. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Nine inches is a lot on the side 80, of a garage door. Yeah, eighty-five fifty. I think is what they call their. Yeah, I think so. Like it's a beautiful unit. That's what I have. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I mean, I love it, and it's quieter. It seems like it's a little, a lot less effort. Right. To actually open and up it, that door. And it comes with the, tech, the MyQ technology. Oh, totally. All that Wi-Fi stuff, yeah. all that cool stuff. And also yeah. camera, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's a camera on as well. So what and is the, the minimum distance between the ceiling and the door that you should have? Nine? Is that the magic number we're talking about? Nine inches is the side. No, I, I know. But what would the top of that... Like, what when you're putting a garage door into a low ceiling, what do you need to know for a number? Well, you ask me these difficult questions. <laughs> Well, I because mean, you're the top dog here. Yeah. We're we're here to pick the pro. Ask me about making it. <laughs> He's not an installer. I'm not an installer. We'll have to get the installers on board. Yeah, get an installer on board. Okay, so we've so had it. We had Joe Fernandez on the on the show. Why didn't you ask him that question? I think we. Did I we know ask Joe. Him? I saw I him the other day. Did you? Yeah. And how? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him in a while. Actually, whatever answer he gave you, that's the answer. You know what? He he is a great guy. The other day, I was doing some tiles, and uh, I needed a question about a door, and I just called him up and I said, "Hey, man, a quick question," and he's like, "Yes, bye." And I was like, "This guy's so cool." Hey, man. He just helped me like that, and then said, "Bye, bye." That's what we're finding since we. This is our ninety-second podcast. You believe that, Tony? Hey, I've used. Uh, I do believe it because you've told me and <laughs> twice. And I've used one of your contractors. Who? I reached out and you gave me his contact, the caulking guy. Oh, that's Vanguard. Right. Oh, Vanguard, man. He's the best. And how did, it, how did that work Solid. out? Already done. Already done. He Job's is done. the best guy in the city, hands down. That is one hard working dude. Oh, man. And uh, you ever see him do his uh, the shavings for no. the sticks? No. Oh, because he, he makes his own sticks. He told me that. Yeah, yeah I didn't believe him, but no, he makes his own sticks, and that's how he gets a perfect. He also finish. soaks his own sticks. Yes, he yeah. does, yeah, and he uses that's specific the trick. wood. So there's lots of tricks to that. But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we got to get him on the show. Yeah, I, ninety minutes about caulking. <laughs> I get to you, you can talk about to that. caulking all day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and you know Back what? Back to garage doors. But, but no, yeah. but that makes up. Uh, that mm. plays a huge part. A lot of times, I will get a door put in for a customer. And then there's this huge bead of caulking that needs to be done afterwards. Uh-huh. I mean, not a huge bead. What are you talking about? I've seen yeah. big beads. Where? No. How? If, if you, Why? Yeah. Well, when they put the the wood frame in, right? When they're <sighs> yeah, now now, are you doing that also? Are you keeping that wood now, or is that going metal? The outside jam. I I think aluminum capping looks way way better. That's the way it's supposed to go. You just cap yeah, it. Look, I think that looks really good. Yeah. Is that come with the door? Is that the garage installer? Okay, that, well, that's the garage installer would sell that. All right. So someone told me uh, a they while lied. back. They said it doesn't matter what spray foam company you use. It doesn't matter what kind of spray foam they use. It's about this the actual uh, sprayer. If you find a good sprayer, it doesn't matter what product he sprays. It's it's going to become a better product in general if it's ap- if it's applied properly. And it's more about the installer than it is the product 
So when it goes to garage installers, see the what, face. Yeah. <laughs> well, nobody else can though because it's because it, it's voice. It's audio. Um, it's audio. Audio. I got a um, face for radio. Yeah. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're trying to get at what is, is that a good it, contractor no, for garage mecha- doors. It's mechanically sprayed. You don't have a guy spraying all the spray foam, is it? No, it's no, it's no, no. Regulated. That's what I was getting to. I, I was what I was leading to is that garage door is only as good as the installer. So what I wanted to kind of say is, what do I, what do homeowners or contractors need to look for in a good installer? You must have gone through a lot of installers. Uh, what do you mean gone through installers? I mean, you know, you get the fly-by-night guys that don't do a good job, and you get callbacks. Uh, you're selling a product, but people always call you and say, but this is your product. But it wasn't the product that failed. It was the install that right, failed. Right. What should people be looking for in an installer? You know, how you prejudge one before they get to you. I mean, I don't know. It'd just be like any other. I think red flags would come up if you actually are an educated client and they're already dictating towards your product. And all of a sudden the installer is suggesting a different product that's possibly saving them a little bit of money. I think that that's what you want to avoid. Because the garage door is a moving part, you're not going to know really until they're done. I mean, you'd have to be pretty experienced to know, and you'd have to know if they hey, did. Cut you know, they corners. don't have they don't have the back the back hang isn't doesn't look right, and they've got. But if you're not experienced, you're not going to know to look for that. But when you when your door starts to run, I mean, there's basic things you can look for. I guess you can look for the you mentioned weather stripping earlier and gaps. Uh, you can look at you know the wiring for the operators. It look clean? Is it tidy? Does is everything kind of you know look like it's supposed where it's supposed to be? You should see some of the things that are out there. You can look at or listen to the sound of your garage door. I, I was just up at some of my friends' place up in in uh, the resort community that's just uh, off of Innisfil Beach. Is that like on a the, swinger resort? On the, there's, on no, the water? there's like a little bit of secrecy going on. No, on here. the water? Yeah, oh. I just don't want to name the no, name no, the no, place, no, no, but, no, 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 uh, no, keep it, yeah. But you know, and so you know, so you've got a lot of townhomes up there, and uh, that are starting at a million, million and a half starting. So it's a big marina up. Uh, up got up, it. Right? Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Now I get it. And so my friend, I mean, his aluminum door that opened and closed, we could hear that from five, six houses away. Oh, are you kidding me? You spent three million bucks on this place, and this is the and door they gave me. Now, door is that a put it in? But was that a boat? Was that a boathouse? Nope. Okay, so that's a regular residence. Regular, re- and there's rows upon rows. Because again, it's like the afterthought. They just don't care. They just put anything, and they don't well, think anything of it. And the developer, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know whether they knew or they spec something else, but you can, like, you can hear it. You know, it's okay. That's not is that the bearings? What is that? That's making that. Well, you get to understand. So this thing, you know, you've got a. Depending on the size of the door, if it's an insulated door, you get a couple hundred pound piece of metal and foam moving up and down, somewhere between seven and ten feet, right? By the time you get, by the time you hit the back, the, the back track, so you're moving this thing up and down a couple times a day, and you've got a standard spring system that's regulated for ten thousand openings. So that thing's going to open and close a lot of times. If that's off balance, you're going to hear the torque. It's still got to move, so it's still got to push its way through. It's true. So you're gonna you're gonna hear that. And that's like, the sound that you that's hear. A, you're going to hear it grinding and clicking. And, and especially as you see your garage door open from the vertical to the horizontal. And a lot of times you'll notice a bad installation when it kind of jumps there. Mm-hmm. Right at that point where the, where the panel starts to bend as it makes the curve. 
a lot of poor installations, you'll see it kind of jump or skip or stutter. Yeah, yeah. So that's not a smooth installation. So you'll see stuff like that. That would be one of the signs to call a garage door guy in to realign the door then. Which is for sure they've done something wrong at that point. Okay. Yeah. So what is the maintenance with you guys? What do you mean what is the maintenance? Like how do you maintain your door? What do you tell people to do it? For our door face, yeah. you have to do nothing. Nothing. Watch Weather, Mother nature. Dirty. That's it. That's it. How about the track and wheels, bearings? Mm -hmm. No, we use commercial grade everything for what Sealed we use. Sealed units. So the, you don't, no sealants, no lubricants? You should, that's really your spring, right? That's, that's so spring. If you want to, you want to give a little grease every once in a while, sure. But you should have, I think it's always good practice to bring a professional in to come and look at my door. Service it. Every so often and service it. That's all. Right? Tweak it here and, and there. And here, here, I think no matter what, if you're, you, we talk about a, a, you know, what someone should look for, buy the battery backup on your operator. Oh. Spend the extra it's, 50 bucks. That's huge, man. The size of a grapefruit, whatever. And, right. just, and then all of a sudden you get 50, you get 50 backups. I, I don't know what it is, I but, think, yeah. you know, like I talk to so many people and they go, okay, I got to, you know, I got to redo the garage or I got to do this, I got to do that. And then you, you find a little bit about the situation. Oh, you know, we just had kids and this and that. So. Would you want your wife and kids stuck at home and not be able to get the car outside? Like buy, spend a little bit of money, buy it's the worth it. buy the door that locks. It's worth it. Especially there's, you know, we, I get calls because we're in we're in Milton, so I get a lot of calls from here. A lot of the garage doors don't have the lock on the inside, so a lot of people are breaking in through the homes in here, through the garage, and so you know, get the lock, get the automatic lock on the on the on the operator. I've seen Joe do that a lot of times. He yeah. just puts it in. It makes sense. Oh, make sure I good, call him for the yeah. next job then. Yeah, buy yeah. a good quality garage doors. You get a nice, energy efficient, smooth running product. And then buy the operator with the battery backup and connects to your phone. That's just a safety feature. We are speaking with Tony. We are in the lovely offices. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at, at Upward Door with 10. 10. 10 underscore Inc. www.upwarddoor.com. And you can also reach out to Tony himself, T. Anderson with an O, at upwarddoor.com. That's right. We're talking garage doors, man. Yeah. So what else do we need to talk about well, regarding garage doors? I want. I wanted. To, there's two things that are going to be diplomatic for you. Uh, oh. One being Ooh. price and uh, gang rates. So, are you okay with like allowing some of the trade secrets or some of the costs? Because people are always interested in what does a garage cost, a garage door cost, right. what does it cost with windows, what like just basics, not holding, start? not holding you on anything, but just a round ball. <laughs> people want to hear numbers. Tony, tell us all your pricing, but we're not going to hold you on it, Ooh. according to Carlito. Well, so, you know, like, well, let, let's just say, you know, let's say for installed, fully installed, half decent garage door, like a high quality garage door. I'm gonna guess, but you guys would know. Your contractors, you, yeah. you would know. I've got an idea. I'd somewhere around 1,100 bucks. Wow, that's really cheap. That's reasonable. I so that's reasonable. Re that's where you start. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's reasonable, and then you get into now, the fixings, right? Right. Then you get into you know what kind of glass you want. Do you want acid edge? Do you want how much glass? Glass is expensive. Yes, it is. I think people don't really realize that when they look at the look. And go, oh, I would love it to be glass. But then all of a sudden the price jumps what two three times? Uh, it can, depends where you it put can. the glass. Do you put the glass down the on vertical a, height of the panel or, or across? On the door or across? But everybody these days is going down vertical. And that's more expensive because now you're doing a, a hole in each panel. In each panel. Each section. Yeah. How expensive can a door get? What is the most expensive door you guys have produced? Depends on the size. 
I mean, we make things on the commercial doors here. We make doors that are over 30 feet wide. 30 feet? Yeah. Wow. And what would that be for? Uh, combines, farms, out west. Yeah, I get tired carrying those panels. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> you don't carry them. <laughs> um, now my wife carries those. I carry the eight by seven. So what? What does uh, an installer now that you've bought the product? What's typically uh, a going average rate? I was giving you an install rate. So eleven hundred, thirteen hundred bucks. That's that, installed that's rate. That's the install. That's, installed that's not the material. That's reasonable. That's okay. In, that's installed. That's rate. a single. Yeah, single. That's reasonable. But think about that, right? 56 square feet, and how much would you pay for that front entranceway door? So that's it, that's the insane thing. Or how much would you spend for that tile in right. the, the master bath or something? Crazy. Square footage-wise, you compare it. But, okay, so how do designers, like, do they, they embrace you guys, or are they just, it's an afterthought, they don't care? I think, I think a lot of it is, you know, for a garage store, unless you, for the majority of the manufacturers, you're kind of picking from a fixed palette. Right. It's true. So if you want something custom, you're going wood, and then if you're going wood, are you going something like mahogany, or what are you doing with that thing? Then but you, you don't like wood. I, no, no, your personal opinion. Your no, personal no. opinion. But My the, personal opinion. The maintenance on wood. Maintenance on wood is, is insane. Crazy. Especially okay, no, in but Canada. But we should talk about that then. If you want because to I, have wood, I, you need to know that there's a lot of maintenance oh, to it. But a wood door can run you up to like 25k, if not Easy. more. Yeah. Right. And you can do fiberglass, so fiberglass door when you're 5K, no, but 5K a piece. Even Stevie Wonder can see that it doesn't look like wood, right? It just doesn't sure. make any sense. It looks like fiberglass. I'm but you're saying everyone's it. going pan, uh, flat panel anyways now, though, right? I, it, it seems for us that most people, well, I shouldn't say most people. There's a, still a lot of stamp product out there. And maybe it's just that it went from virtually nothing to a lot of smooth black panels all of a sudden. Anything in the future coming up, like solar panels on them, uh, LED lights on the doors? Any anything cool and hip coming out? Not for not for us. Where I mean, so you know, think about it. We're we're the small guy in the marketplace, right? And we we're we are competing against multi multi billion dollar companies that compete worldwide in entrance systems. And just for the record, yeah. Apple was a small guy in the marketplace at one time. That's true. Yeah, just saying that everybody is a small guy in the marketplace at sure, one time. Sure, sure. You know, we we've got. Uh, I think we compete very well with the kind of table stakes product. There's niche product out there. I guess you know where I'm going with is we don't have the the bandwidth and the capital width to take you know some of those exploratory options that you know when I was at my previous company we would experiment with a couple niche ideas and see what kind of traction you got we're not in a position to do that and so what will come in the garage door business i've you know i've talked to a couple companies about could you make this thing do this solar panels being the number one thing and then the technology right now isn't there because you've got to get it angled at the right spot when the sun's at a certain angle and yeah, with a roof application, is. you're well you're, now. Yeah. But now they have like moonlight solar panels. Like, why don't you contact your, your buddy Tesla is. there, and maybe he can come up with a solar panel. I think he's or. more worried about getting to Mars right now, dude. Uh, yeah, I think he's worried about a lot of things. <laughs> 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 kind of like what he's doing, and I don't, but I do. Ah, uh, here we go. Political. Um, 
something as cheesy as uh, door dogs, door dogs, uh, dog doors or uh, cat doors on garages not recommended? Uh, no. <laughs> you never seen it? Never seen it. Never okay. asked. Why never would you want to put a dog door it. in a garage door? I, I always, uh, people are always telling me they want someone for their animal to go if they left them outside and they were but had to take off. So. You, you want the next phase is going really, it's, it's, it's the garage door because it, it is the moving part of your home. It's, it's tying that and integrating that into your smart home system. That's totally where it's going. Right, so it's funny Amazon you say that. design and, and function is going to be paramount. Yeah, totally. A- Amazon. So it's not really so much the physical door face; it's the operation of that door. I call it the contractor entrance now. Uh, when I go to customers' houses, they used to greet me at the door, and then I would have to walk in, put mats down, and roll out my you know carpets, whatever ever right. else. Now they're like, yeah, you can go to the, through the garage, and then I go into their little laundry room, mud room. That's where I get to set myself up. So that's the main point. Like, like, I'm not going through the front door anymore. It's always through the garage. Right. But you, now, I mean, the technology is, is there. It's not perfected yet, but it's there where Google and Apple, or not Google and Amazon, sorry, not Apple, Google and Amazon, they can come and deliver to your dorm because your doors yeah. could be I love connected it. to I love it. your smart home. The door opens so high and the package slides under and the door closes. You and can you watch know, the guy. As he's I never even heard in. of that. That's oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean you never? <laughs> Dude, I wasn't paying attention to that. But that's great been, to hear. No, that, that's what's going <laughs> working too much around the world. Everybody's doing he's that. He's designing a cat door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, eh? <laughs> yeah. A cat door and a dog door right. on one panel. Yeah. He puts the cat on the second panel. I, I honestly think that it's going to be a design thing. I think there's been a lot of things recently in construction that have taken what we're so used to and, and taken it to a new level. It'll be interesting to see where everything goes after this, you know, the whole pandemic situation and how much you believe in it or not. There's a whole separate discussion. That's a but whole other podcast. That's, a whole other, that's probably yeah. several. But, <laughs> you know, I think what's interesting is how will people view their nest yes their, their home after this is all that's what's been going on in the last four or five months everybody yeah. is is reevaluating their home space right i think what's actually happening is that they're d- rediscovering what the definition of a home really is to them because up until this pandemic crap it was like I come home and I cook and I hang out, watch TV, or I have occasional friends over, whatever. Now it's different. I think home is going back to where it used to be back in the 40s and 50s where it was an event to go to someone's home or to actually have something at your home. And I think that's what people are going to be doing. Yeah. So they're going to care more for their home. I, I think so. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very – I mean, we – so April sucked for us in terms of sales. But we've gone up in the last five weeks 300%. Everybody across the and board. it's crazy. Yeah. And our whole supply chain is feeling And it. it's not stopping. It's, That's the thing I, about I, I don't see it stopping. I don't know where the labor is going to come from because, you know, you get paid to stay home. But uh, Most, so I think some people, yes. I think that's a challenge, yeah. right? Uh, so that just puts a continual strain on the whole supply chain. But I think it's, it's gotten real busy. And I, I, you know, at least 18 months I see it staying busy, maybe longer. I agree. I agree. It's going to go see, right into Do you 21. see a shortage of workers to install now. these garage doors? There's a shortage now. Good workers, good installers, guys who are not shady. For sure, I see that. I took a course once when I when I did my MBA, and this this professor I thought was really kooky, and he was I think he was an IS information systems professor, and he was really weird. 
a just strange bird. Eccentric. Yeah, and just and and a lot of students didn't like him, but he did say one thing. Strange that, bird. The one, <laughs> he did say one thing that uh, that stuck with me. He said, "There's very few instances in life, if any, where there's one cause and one effect." Wow. Y- you look at because you know, his point from information systems is everybody goes and blames the IT guy. The program isn't working. This isn't working, and there's so many reasons why program A, B, C is not working. Hardware is not working. Blah 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 blah. And so now we're in a we're at a time where there are so many different variables, like what happens to commercial real estate. Do people want to go back to the office? Do people make home work? And what happens to you know technology to allow people to do that? And what happens to the garage door space? And what happens to the garage space? Now, if I'm going to be home longer, do I need a more entertaining? Like, there's just so many variables it's right so now. It's, it it's, so it's, true. It is so true. It's a very crazy time. Mm-hmm. In in many aspects, but because it's I mean that double car garage, that four hundred square Whoa, feet, double it should be triple the garage. I think every garage should have a triple. Depending garage on the doors. size of the house, but I'm just saying that on average, double car garage that's four hundred square feet of valuable space that belongs to your home that right. you're not really optimizing. Right, and that's what I agree with you 100 percent that you homeowners should be reevaluating every single square foot of their home. Well, they have and the time treat, to now, but right. treat. Treat every segment like the master bathroom, like the kitchen. No more. Gone are the days where we'll spend all the money in these two rooms and we'll cherry pick the other areas. I I think you're also leading to something you said the last time we we spoke. It's a lot of people own a lot of things and they're storing them in their garages that they should just get rid of if they're not using. And you can hear that over and over again. But until you really start to get rid of things, you start to realize, wow, I feel better. Uh, the place looks bigger. I can do more with that space, even with less things now, right? You talked about, Tony, earlier on when you were in the other sector and you're going to people's homes and you're looking at drywall. When you walk around the neighborhood, what puts a smile on your face? Or what puts a cringe in your when you see certain... Well, I mean, now I'm looking at garage doors, right? Yeah, right? exactly. All, you're staring at garage doors. But and, garage and doors are everywhere. Wherever right. you walk, they're right. everywhere. So what, what do you like to see and what you dislike to see? I mean, when you drive by a house and you see an ugly door, how do you how do you miss it? Yeah, it just pops. It just right, it just really does. But the garage has always been an afterthought. I just don't think it will be anymore. No. And 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 even not so much, well, for me because I'm on the I'm on the entranceway. So the, that functionality of the garage door operational system is going to be, I think, take a larger and larger role. And then to what you just mentioned earlier, the inside space. Yeah. Right, because you always have the garage unfinished and the basement unfinished, and I'll get to that when I get to it. You know, rough in the washroom in the basement, and we'll fix the rest later. No, but it's, you're it's, right. Being a drywall guy from before, the garages look always unfinished. Yeah. Bad taping, you know, just a fire code tape on there. It just looks like crap. There's it's, mold. It, it's there's cringing. I got a, there's a house in my neighborhood that I, when I walk, he's got a garage, double car garage with a 67 Ford Mustang in there. And it's just got a cake of dust on it. And it's got boxes everywhere around it. And it's just a storage shed thing. And I'm like, that car would look a thousand times better if it was actually parked in a garage for the purpose of that garage. And then you might actually want to just fix it and use it and drive it and then go in and out of it and use that valuable space. And when you've gone into a garage that has been renovated, you know, and they've got a nice smooth floor. Maybe it's bauxite or something. Exactly. Stuff or, and they've got the proper racking system. They've got proper storage systems, proper lighting, right? Lighting's so, huge. Lighting's huge. And that's one thing with those 
operators were talking about earlier, you go in, the light comes on. It's huge, right? It's a huge safety feature, but it's just it's just great. When you go into a garage that is like that, you notice it. Totally. Like 100%. I always felt that one of the biggest things that a garage door could really use to help uh, friends, visitors, uh, pizza guys is your number of your home on the garage with a light. Like I, I always wanted... What if you leave the door open? No, but it's something if you want... Yeah, that's that's true, but <laughs> how about if you have two garage doors? What if your buddies are coming over and you're having the barbecue and you're whatever, having a beer and the door's open? Wow. Well, yeah, but it might not be open all the time. I find it really interesting, Tony, that every time we actually speak to more and more brands and we get right to the top dogs of all the brands, Carlito takes a special interest in presenting a lot of ideas. I don't know if there's royalty behind that or not at all. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Croatian <laughs> sensation. It's, it's, who is that? I'd like to meet that person. <laughs> You're looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we gotta we gotta start thinking about wrapping it up here. Any other questions you got, Carlito? If you could leave the homeowners with something, what would you leave them with? If I could leave a homeowner with something, don't shop on price. I think that's pretty standard. Shop on quality. Shop on. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I, I came from the construction industry, and we've had contractors in our place, and we thought we did our research. But and you're always surprised. 50% of the time, we get screwed, right? <laughs> wow. That's another podcast. Right? Oh, but, my but you know, God. You, right? Yeah. So I don't know how to tell someone. I think reviews. Reviews, and you can find a lot, and especially you can find a lot about how the company responds to a positive or negative review. That's true, how they handle it. It's yeah. actually more important how they handle a negative over a positive. Right. Because that'll, it's a tell yeah. about them and their business and their brand. We have been speaking to Tony from Upward Door at Upward Door underscore Inc. www.upwarddoor.com. And you get a hold of him at T. Anderson at Upward Door with one O. One O. Oh, one I was just about to say dot it. Com. <laughs> This has been great, dude. You said you we didn't we we had nothing to talk about when it came to garage doors. We had yeah. a lot to talk about when it comes to garage doors. We talked about a lot. Yeah, I know a lot about Carlito, <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit about your yeah. prom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got more for you. <laughs> no, you did not. We have one last segment here, Carlito. What is it? The uh -oh. ten questions, questions of construction. <laughs> so there's this little segment that I used to watch from James Lipton. He he did the in the actor studio where he mm -hmm. would ask the actors ten questions. Yeah. I kind of catered it to the construction industry. Uh -oh. So here are your ten questions, wow. <laughs> and just be as honest and open mm. about it. Uh -oh. And uh, I'm I'm sure you'll answer these really well. <laughs> Number one. Do you want a drink before we start? <laughs> Of what? <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite construction word? Fuck. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction doors. word? Mm. As he scratches his face. <laughs> oh. Lean. Lean? Ooh. Lean. I don't like that word either, man. I know. I know. Wow, that's an intense word. What turns you on in construction? Money. That's the first. I thought it was going to be a sexy garage door. No. See, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm married. Right? <laughs> what turns you off in construction? Dishonesty. It's true. Good one. What is your favorite curse word? I've I might as well change this one because I've it, used uh, it. I know lots of people have said it right off the bat, but uh, that's yours. Yeah. Okay. What construction sound or noise do you love? Jackhammering. Hmm. I find it really interesting. 
Women hate that sound. Men love that sound. Love that sound. Because we like to hammer it uh, down. Here we go. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate? A grinding garage door. It oh. is. It's almost like chalk, chalkboards. Yeah, like it really is. Yeah, it's almost like that. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? University professor. Wow. I could see that. I could see that. What profession would you not like to do? Shark fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> it only comes from a newbie. <laughs> is there such a thing? I don't know. <laughs> what the hell is a shark fluffer? <laughs> Porno shark. <laughs> oh, now it makes sense. No, now I got I didn't get it at first. <laughs> and the last question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You're early. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, thank you very much. What a pleasure to meet you finally. And uh, what a great talk, man. Guys, thank you. Oh, dude, thanks so much. So everybody, Carly, well, no, hang on a sec. Everybody, go check them out at Upper Door 10. Uh, underscore Inc. or <laughs> www.upperdoor.com and then T. Anderson at upperdoor.com. Thank you, sir. Can Thank I ask one last shit. question? One mm -hmm. question. Go ahead. If homeowners do ever call you, do you ever refer contractors for your installs? If I know them personally. Okay. The yeah. homeowners? No, the contractors. The contractors. I, I only refer somebody who I know personally they do good work. Not if I know the contractor personally, but if I know personally they do good work. Good to know. It makes a lot of sense. So any uh, contractors that are out there that are looking to get into the game and actually want to install quality product give you a call, reach out to you, right. and then you'll get a lot of clients. Sure. You guys had a surge of 300% in sales. Yep. Wow. That says something. Getting there. Getting there, right? Well, thanks for having fun with us. Today. Thank you very thanks, much. Guys. Staying late at the office here. Sun setting. I think the bar is calling. A boom, boom. <laughs> get us out of here, Carlito. Thank you very much, Tony. Really appreciate it. Everyone, check out the garage doors. They got great models and the great colors, great everything. Uh, that's it. We're not in the 416. We're in the 905, baby. Milton. Georgetown Milton. <laughs> <laughs>